0: Yo, what's up? This is Daniel Safer, and you're listening to Fitness Frameworks. These last couple of years, my health and fitness have been a big part of my life. I've spent tons of time testing, failing, learning, and iterating on my nutrition and exercise plan with the help of mentors. The real question has been, as a busy professional, how can I develop a sustainable fitness lifestyle where I prioritize my health, but I do not let it consume my life? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I keep learning to apply and share fitness frameworks that help me achieve my health goals. My name is Daniel Safer and welcome to Fitness Frameworks. I'm back. I'm grateful. I know I missed a week, but for the past 2 weeks I had been traveling a lot and It was a wonderful experience. I got to hang out with friends. I had the opportunity to go to a marketing conference. I had the opportunity to go to my cousin's wedding and see my entire family again. An interesting experience. Um, I felt like I experienced both sides of the spectrum in terms of staying on the nutritional plan. When I went to the marketing conference, that was for a week long. And I was pretty solid with my nutrition plan and my nutrition strategy. I went shopping before at the Airbnb. I had all my food stored and I was cooking regularly to make sure that I was hitting my caloric, protein, carbs, and fat goals. But then the following weekend, it was quite interesting. I got overtaken by the perfectionist mentality. And because I was going to go out just for the weekend, I kind of decided, "Uh, what's a weekend going to do to me? (laughs) And the weekend can do a lot of damage to me, especially if you're like me and you just like to consume a lot of snacks and your stomach has no bottom (laughs) and it just keeps on going down. I really enjoyed them. It was some time off that I got to spend from work Um, And with my family and it was a great way to recover and reflect and set new goals and expectations for myself And that's something I enjoy about taking some time off. But anyways, let's get back into the series We are number four or five of keeping track of your activity levels And I want to share with you a story back when I was in college. I Practically lived on campus. I would leave my house at 5 30 a.m. To get to the gym on campus From the gym, I would go to my first class or the library depending what day it was. And I happened to work on campus too. So it would be class, work, work, class, walking around and walking all over the place. And I would say I was pretty active because we had a pretty big campus and I had to walk. And I for sure got my step count in. And I know this because I think it was for my birthday. It might have been for a Christmas present. My brother was so awesome and he got me a Fitbit and i started to completely obsess over the fitbit for those of you who don't know the fitbit can count your steps along with monitoring your heart rate or even monitoring your sleep and it's something that i use today to monitor all these different things and to track a bunch of these different data points. But the reason I said I obsessed over is because I remember I'd be in class and I would look at my Fitbit just to see how many steps I had done for the day or what my resting heart rate was at at that moment. But it was really interesting because once I started to pay attention to that, I kind of started to gamify it. I always heard that you wanted to get 10,000 steps today. I'm not sure where that number came from, but it was something that I heard and I remembered. So I was like, all right, well, let's see if I could get in more steps today. And I would feed that and use that as a motivator to take the longer path whenever I was going to class. Instead of just taking the left and walk in 100 yards, I would take a ride, walk out the building, walk around the building, go back in where I was supposed to go, and then go into my classroom. Or if I wanted to go get water, I would go down one story, go walk around the hallway, and then go back up one story just to get to the water fountain. In the end, this was just an enjoyable experience for me. It became similar to like when you're playing a sport. When you're playing a sport that you enjoy, that you love, or that you have a passion for, you start to get into flow. You start to get into this rhythmic state with the activity itself. And you're not really doing it to burn calories or to get in shape. Or you might be, but from my experience, when I would play sports, I played it for fun. And this is what counting my steps started to become. It was a lot more enjoyable and i tried to find those little hacks on all right how can i get an extra 100 steps when i go to class or when i leave work or whenever i go to the gym counting steps started to become this activity that i started to get involved with and enjoy similar to just like playing sports that i loved and looking back i didn't realize it then but i wanted to keep it something of enjoyment not this goal that I had to hit that wasn't really motivating or fun to hit, but something that was just there, some milestone that was just some arbitrary number, it became more like this enjoyable process. And I wanted it to stay that way. But in the end, like everything else, all the cycles of life, my college career was over and I entered the workforce. And I started to work at an office desk job. I'm a software developer, so I'm there in front of my computer coding for the majority of the day. And I had a sedentary lifestyle. Although I will say it's not completely sedentary because I have a standing desk. But I'm there in one spot for the majority of the day. And I'm not moving around, especially not compared to how much I was back in university. In fact, I didn't realize the huge drastic difference until again, <laughs> my awesome brother got me another Fitbit a couple years later when I had the job for my birthday and I started to track my steps again, but now with my office desk job. And when I recalled in college, I was easily getting 12,000 steps a day, if not more, just because I was trying to find the little hacks to walk around more. But in my office desk job on my average days i was getting three thousand maybe even four thousand if it was a crazier day and this was actually a subtle difference that affected me a lot because i started to feel these little things that made me realize i i felt like i was lazy like i was starting to get lethargic i clearly remember one day driving home from work it wasn't even a crazy day at work i wasn't even moving around much but I drive a manual car and as I'm coming to this street light that's green, I'm just hoping like I'm hoping that it doesn't turn yellow and then red because I don't want to stop the car because I don't want to lift my foot to press the clutch to be able to then press the brake. <laughs> Which looking back is absolutely insane. Like the lethargicness was starting to catch up to me so much that I legit felt the laziness of lifting my foot just to press the clutch. And I started to notice those little things and those little thoughts that signified literally living a lethargic lifestyle. And I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to feel that energy of just moving around and being active, of my body wanting to keep up with all the activities that I'm trying to do. Fortunately, during that time, when I was reading a lot about fitness and diving more into the research and learning more about it in general, I came across a topic called NEAT. NEAT is the acronyms for Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. NEAT is the energy expended for everything we do that is not sleeping, eating, or sports-like exercise. So what this does include is the energy you expend when you're maybe walking to work, typing, performing yard work, or some sort of fidgeting. So NEAT is kind of like those subconscious activities that you don't even really think about. But it's crazy because when I started reading and learning about NEAT, it actually contributes a significant portion to your daily metabolic rate, which basically is how many calories you burn throughout the day. Now, when I was digging deeper, I realized that my step count itself doesn't completely come from NEAT because some steps that I do can be cardio or activity related, but what I came across that really caught my attention was the correlation between being more active and having a higher step count and NEAT. What that meant for me was that if I can increase my step count subconsciously, my NEAT would start to increase and I could start to gain those little extra calories over a longer period of time. But if I did the opposite, which was my case, and I decreased my activity throughout the day, I decreased my step count. Over time, my body would be more lethargic and more lazy and it didn't want to burn those extra calories. It would follow my suit. And this became a game changer for me because then I realized the importance of actually keeping track of my steps. And when someone says, try to keep 10,000 steps per day going, they're not far from the truth. So I figured since I had my new Fitbit, it was time to get back on track and time to start getting my step count. Now, I didn't really know what number to shoot for, so I remembered back in college, I was getting an average of 12,000 steps, so alright, why not go for 12,000 steps per day again? So I pushed for 12,000 steps, and day three, I couldn't hit it anymore. So I would start again a couple days later, and then day four, I couldn't hit it anymore. So I started a couple days later again, and then day two, I couldn't hit it again anymore. And what I started to realize was, that was a very ambitious goal, 12,000 steps, is a lot to walk during the day especially if you have to be sitting down for eight nine ten hours a day but it was specifically difficult for me because i hadn't built the habits to get those extra step counts in and all of a sudden i'm trying to multiply my step count from three to four thousand per day to twelve thousand without having built those little habits just yet and i was starting to get a little uncomfortable with having that pressure of this huge goal and not being able to hit it over and over again worst yet i was making it unsustainable and I couldn't be consistent with it and it wasn't enjoyable anymore for me it actually started to feel more like cardio there's nothing wrong with cardio but I personally don't like the idea of just doing cardio for weight loss I like doing it as a result of playing a sport that I enjoy but that's just a personal preference and that's something that I recalled looking back in college when I started to get my step counts up it wasn't because I was trying to lose fat it was more because it became this enjoyable activity. It became this playful experience of figuring out how I could get those extra 100, 200 steps in those 10 minutes just to be able to see if I could break yesterday's record. So I kept hitting that wall over and over and over again and I just couldn't be consistent with it anymore. Until one day, I decided to just take a step back and be like, all right, if my average is currently three to 4,000 steps a day, let's see if I can at least get to 5,000 steps per day. So I started with smaller, incremental goals. And then again, I started to see the joy come back little by little. I started to look for those little hacks on how I can increase my step count just a little bit more. I started to take the stairs at work instead of the elevator. If the weather was nice, I would go outside for just 10 minutes during my lunchtime and walk around. Or even then, when I would get home, I would walk around the block maybe just one or two laps and it was fun just trying to hit my goal of 5,000 steps. Then after I'd created the habit of consistently getting 5,000 steps a day. I tried to test and see if I could maybe push 6,000 steps. And I would focus on building those habits and those routines that would allow me to consistently get to 6,000 steps per day without having to worry about making these crazy changes to my lifestyle. And I would keep making those incremental targets just to get closer to my goal little by little, week by week. And just like that, the process of something as simple as keeping track of my step count became enjoyable for me. It became sustainable. It became something I could do over a longer period of time. Now, of course, whenever a life-changing switch will happen, maybe I move from my house or maybe I switch jobs or something that physically changes my routine, I'm going to have to look for those small habits again, but I'll be able to carry over some habits that I've created before. But that's part of the process. That's part of that enjoyment of keeping track of my step count. And I haven't even told you the best part. The best part was I no longer had those crazy lethargic thoughts that I was too lazy to lift up my foot to press on the clutch pedal. I started to feel this liveliness again. It was like this little extra energy boost that I would have never thought would have been there just by being more active. Just trying to get those couple extra steps in each day it would actually make a huge difference. And that is one of the biggest benefits and returns I've noticed from just trying to increase my average daily step count. So I offer you the idea and the thought of not only tracking your activity and your step count, but also tracking your mood so that you could see how it affects you and how it changes your lifestyle. And that would be my challenge for you in this episode. Anyways, we're getting closer to March 1st and I'm super excited to be launching this course. I've been working so much on it and I want to provide you guys with so much value so that you guys can learn what are the things that I track and we could dive more into the details of all this. Along with that, I've also been working on other projects so that I could provide you with more information. There's a couple more tweaks I want to make. For example, on the free community on Facebook that I have, I want to start doing live Q&As to answer your questions in particular. And we could dive into the details so that you could see how I would approach your situation. I also have another project that I'm so excited about and I'm working on that will provide you with information and motivational boost on the daily. And I'm doing all this because I want you to succeed. I want you to learn from my mistakes so that you don't have to waste your time making the same mistakes. All right. Well, that's it for me on this one. I really hope you got some knowledge or some valuable insights from this episode. And if you want to dive in more into the details or just ask me questions, you could head over to fitnessframeworks.com, ask to join my free community, and I'm going to be hosting these live Q&As from now on where I'll be answering your questions and trying to give you the best advice that I can come up with or even then research for you. That's it for this one. I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback. Would you like to learn how to actually make long-lasting health and fitness habits? If so, go join my Facebook group where I'll be fully transparent documenting my journey to developing my own sustainable fitness lifestyle. Just head over to fitnessframeworks.com and ask to join the group. I'll see you there.